0: Dan I'm so excited. Today, I'm interviewing Jake Calfer. Jake is a three-times author, and also do I add, a best-selling author. He's got three books, and literally the third book is being launched as we are speaking. He's had his launch party. It's all amazing, and it is called The Elevated Entrepreneur. Now, The Elevated Entrepreneur is about unlocking the secrets of the world's greatest coaches, performers, and entrepreneurs. I mean, how amazing is that? Now, the thing is with Jake, he is not just an author. He's also a coach and a motivator. Speaker, Now, I'm going to pick his brain a lot on this episode, and I just know that he is just a wealth of knowledge, and he's going to drop the bombs on us with knowledge. So please tune in and listen and hear him speak about all these amazing things that I'm going to dive into, including success secrets, his books, and also really talking about your network, because it's something that is so incredibly important. Your network is your net worth. As entrepreneurs, we know this, but we don't always know how to tap into that. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Jake about that. Welcome to season nine of Unleash Your Focus podcast. The number one place to be to start, grow or scale your online business. This season, we have stepped it up. I am not just diving in behind the scenes to understand what makes these entrepreneurs successful. But throughout season nine, we will be giving away prizes every single week that you can win books, courses, coaching programs, vouchers and so much more. You will not just get the knowledge from the experts on the actual episode, but we will send you a transcription on email every single week with a summary and a call to action that you can implement in your business. To qualify for prices, please make sure that you are on the email list so you don't miss out and share this with friends and family that you think needs it in their life. Go to UnleashYourFocus.com and register today. I can't wait to share these episodes with you. See you on the inside. Hi, Jake. How are you doing? I'm
1: so good. This is good. I can already tell the energy is good. We're going to have a great conversation. So let's rock yeah. and roll.
0: This is exciting stuff. So can you tell people about you? Who's Jake on a normal day?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm just a
0: regular dude that's
1: going after my dreams. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I am a guy that loves basketball. I love hanging out with my friends. I have an incredible family. Um, and really my mission is to spread the feeling of Elevation. So helping people realize their true potential, whether it's through business, whether it's through personal relationships, connections, um, so that they can achieve their own
0: true definition of success. How did this all come about? Because it's, it's quite impactful. It's, I mean, it's, it's quite like looking at your website and the things that you've done, it, it's quite impactful. I'm looking at it and I'm feeling inspired. So how did this whole brand come about? How did this start for you? I think it's
1: always been a desire to do something bigger than myself. Yeah. And then to take action once I have some form of knowledge that can be shared and received by people who can then use that knowledge to grow. So Mm -hmm. when I started my career, I was working for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, the reason I got that job was because I wanted to play for the Lakers, but I wasn't good enough to make the team. So I ended up working for them on the business side. When I was working for the Lakers, I wanted to do something more. And I asked myself two questions. Mm -hmm. What do I know? And how can I help people? And at the time, I didn't realize that those questions were pivotal in the world of entrepreneurship. But I was just like, well, what do I know? What knowledge do I have? And how can I use that knowledge to help somebody? Well, it just so happened that my brother was in college at the time and and I was in a fraternity, so I had all these friends. And I was like, you know, I know a lot about getting a good job, getting an internship. I know a lot about interviewing, networking, resume building. So I wrote a book on how to stand out in the job market at 23 years old. And it was kind of like ironic because... People that had been working for longer than I had been alive were questioning, why was I writing a career development book at 23 years old, right? But I had knowledge. I had something that would help somebody. And as long as that made a difference, it was worth me putting in that effort and energy. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a little bit. I said, well, how can I help NBA players achieve their dream? I was like, well, what do I know? I know people in the space. I know what they look for. And I know how to bring people together. So I created an event called the Pro Basketball Combine where we helped over 70 players sign their first contract. I kept going and I kept going and everything that I do, it's like, what do I know and how can I help people? Because when you have a specific amount of knowledge, you don't have to be the world's greatest expert to be able to get things done. You just have to be one to two steps above somebody else to be able to create the transformation that they desire. And so that's kind of taken me on this journey where I always am thinking about what can I do based on what I know, love, passionate about, excited about, that can also help somebody get a result that they're looking for? And that's led us to doing some incredible things now, where we help coaches and entrepreneurs build online businesses. We help coaches and experts create their first best-selling book because now I have three. So, so it's it's all really exciting when it, when you come down to it. But at the end of the day, it's just all about. Looking inward, realizing you have a gift and being willing to share that gift with the world in a way that moves the needle
0: forward. Yeah. And I love the fact that you say being an expert is just being two steps ahead of somebody because people have this perception like, if an expert, you have to make like $10 million and this and that. And you really don't. You know, I mean, like, I've definitely not made $10 million, but I have made an impact because I know more than the person that I'm helping. How did you come to that realization at first?
1: Well, I'm going to give a, a different answer than, than I normally would here, because I, I want to take a perspective on this. Most of the time, when we look at experts, we look at the world renowned, we look at the leaders, we look at the influencers, mm-hmm. we look at the people that have done all the amazing things. Here's the challenge with that. When you are beginning and you're basing your business or your ideas or your strategies off of what those people are doing, it is unlikely to work for you at the level that you're at. And I experienced this in my own businesses is I'm like, okay, I want to get to this point. So I was trying to do the strategies that I saw the experts, the experts doing. Mm -hmm. The only problem was they had an infrastructure and systems and processes that I didn't have. So when I tried to implement what I saw them doing, it didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. That being said, what's important to realize is that you want to find people who have done what you're aiming to do, but who also still remember what it's like to be in your shoes. I have entrepreneurial friends who have created startups in the e-commerce space and the online business space. And in the beginning, they were the ones handling the Facebook ads, but three years later, they have an agency and they haven't touched it in four years, but people still ask them for that conversation. And in reality, that's not the person you should really be learning from because Mm -hmm. they're so far removed from it. So when it comes to like realizing that you're an expert and being one to two steps ahead, it's about, do I know what they're going through? Can I relate to that person? And can I help take that person to the result that they
0: want? Yeah. I love that and that is so so true because so many times you get this advice like I just follow an expert or follow a super successful person and it's great I mean surround yourself with those people even if it's online but it is very true what you say yeah 100% Um, I think Jack can you tell me what has been your biggest challenge so far in your entrepreneurial journey
1: I think I've had a lot of challenges. You know, I think just like everyone else, we all have our own challenges that are unique to us. And then we have challenges that I think we all face at different stages of our businesses. And I think from a personal standpoint, one of the biggest challenges that I've always faced is I'm a very ambitious person. I'm very go, go, go. I'm very high performance driven. And sometimes in that pursuit of being so ambitious and so go, 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 which many entrepreneurs are like, because we are entrepreneurs, we want to achieve great results. I think that one of the hardest lessons that I've learned and the biggest challenges was how do I enjoy myself in that pursuit Mm -hmm. of greatness? And how do I be more present? How do I slow down to speed up? How do I do less to do more, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I really learned this because my mom um, is is one of my icons and role models. And she always used to say, live in the moment and enjoy the journey. And, you know, I just didn't understand it until I did. And so I think that, you know, that's been one of my biggest challenges and I've been able to really get better at that. And so one of the questions in my new book that I literally ask people is how do you relentlessly pursue success, excellence, and greatness while at the same time, enjoy the journey? Because I I think that so many people Mm -hmm. are always chasing something. We're always going after something, yet we forget that we only get one life. And if we're so focused on a result, we may pick up our head 10 years from now and be like, cool, I have all this business success, but what about my life experience? What about the fun? What about the memories? What about the great friendships that I could have made? And so I'm really, really big now on working my butt off, doing whatever I can to make things work, but also making sure that I enjoy and I
0: have space for fun, gratitude, and presence and and that's very important to enjoy the journey because as entrepreneurs we forget right because you're so busy chasing things and you forget your family now that brings me to my next question how do you find your entrepreneurial journey um basically linking up with your family and your friends and things like that because I know when I started out like three years ago I was very focused so focused on my business that I kind of pushed my family to the side and I literally I told the story on my podcast before and I literally burned out and one morning I woke up and I'm like why am I doing this? I'm hating this at the moment. And, and I realized in that moment that I've been a horrible wife. I've been a horrible mom because I've been focusing on my business. Now we tend to do that as entrepreneurs. How do you balance that? Yeah. So,
1: so I'm currently, as of the recording, I'm, I'm a single man in my late twenties. Yeah. So my answer is maybe a little bit different than yes. someone who's already a parent, right? Because yeah. we have different availabilities. We mm. have different priorities Um, but what I, what I do is, is it's really important to me that I always have time in my schedule for the Mm -hmm. people that I care most about. So the way I actually design my schedule is I put the most important things and people Mm -hmm. first, meaning I look at how do I view success? Success is having freedom to do what I want with who I want, um, whenever I want to. And so I put on my calendar conversations with my parents or my brother, uh, or my friends before I put in some of my work stuff. I make sure that I always have time when I'm dating something that I think is really important in dating is, is communication for anyone that's single or, or even in relationships is like, I always have a date night. So previously with my last girlfriend, Thursdays were our date night. So Thursday at five o'clock and on, there was no, it was blocked off. And I always make sure that when I schedule, I schedule based on my priorities, not just based on the business, because I'm not trying to build my life around my business. I'm building the business around the life I want to live. And so when it comes to priorities and scheduling, I always focus on what do I really want? Who do I really want to spend my time with? And everything that goes into my calendar is a choice. Us being on the calendar, it's a choice. We're both excited about this. This was a hell yeah, I want to be a part of this. This is so (laughs) awesome, right? And I think that that's something that's really important is sometimes we put on our calendar what's expected. Or we put on our calendar all of the work things because we want to seem busy. We want to seem like our calendars are full. In reality, what should be on the calendar are things that help us achieve our definition of success. Mm-hmm. The people we love, the, 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 the time for ourselves. I have time for me. I literally have Jake time on my calendar because <laughs> it's just time to think. So mm-hmm. I think that those are some really practical um, ways to be to be focused again on the present, but also setting your priorities straight for what you want to achieve in your life.
0: Yeah. And I do love that. Put yourself first and then build everything around that. It is so important for entrepreneurship. Alex Sharfin is very big on self-care first and then business. And um, yeah, definitely. Jack, please tell me about your new book. I am so excited. Please, please, can we dive into it and tell us just about, you know, what can people expect when they read this book?
1: Okay, so this book is called The Elevated Entrepreneur. And I got to be honest, I'm the most excited I've ever been about a book (laughs) release. Okay, this one's awesome, because it's not just me as the author. Meaning, what I did for this book is I interviewed 39 of the world's greatest coaches, performers, and experts in a way to bring the knowledge that they have to the forefront and accessible to every entrepreneur. So we have people like John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, Lori Harder, Chris Ducker, the holistic psychologist. I mean, we have people all across the world in this book giving their best tips and tricks, sharing their best advice. And what you're going to learn when you read this book, and this is why I'm so excited about it is because not only are you going to get to hear stories and experiences from some of the best in the world, but you're going to get to see what are they doing? What are the wildly successful doing differently than everybody else? Mm-hmm. You're going to learn how do you build relationships that can change your business overnight? You're going to learn how do you actually achieve freedom? You're going to learn what is the one action you, rec- what is the one action you should do every day to be the best of yourself? And you're also going to learn the tools and technology that these entrepreneurs recommend to help you save thousands of dollars a year on your tools, your software, your tech suite and, and everything. So it's really a super practical book mixed with tons of inspirational stories, all coming from the people that you know, love and trust the most in this uh,
0: entrepreneurial world. That is, I am like, so I'm definitely getting this gas. Please, we're going to leave the link below and go and get your book today. Um, I think it's going to be because your other books have been bestsellers, right, Jake?
1: Yes, they've all been Amazon bestsellers. Yes. We've sold thousands of copies around the world. Yeah. Um, but this one, I think, is going to be the biggest.
0: I was going to say, can you have a triple bestseller? You know, like can it actually be like a tri- can they have a thing to say like the best, best, bestseller book? Because I think this is definitely <laughs> way up there. And as you're mentioning these entrepreneurs, these are people that I follow and have been following for years. And it's amazing that you actually got them all together. In how did you do that? How did you get to actually get them all together and be in one book? So
1: this is, an, this is something that I love to talk about, because this is one of the, the questions that people ask me the most, yeah. is how do you get access to some of the world's greatest people? Yeah. And, you know, in my last book, I talk all about, it's called Elevate Your Network. So it's all about building relationships, nurturing relationships and growing this, this incredible network. And so I use all the strategies there to get access to these people, but it's a combination of people that were already in my network. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of introductions from other people, and it's a combination of cold outreach. So I actually put a, a section in the book called Fun Facts, and I break down how each interview was done. So within each interview, there's a section called How We Met. And I tell the story of how I was actually able to connect with this particular person to get them to say yes to this. Some of them, I was introduced to them 10 minutes before we recorded. Others, I have been looking up to for 10 years. So like Pat Flynn, for example, and John Lee Dumas, they were some of the first podcasts I ever listened to in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I've been following them for the last five years. Now I was able to get introduced by people in my circle to have them be part of this book. Another person that's in the book, his name is John Gordon. He's like my favorite author. I've been looking up to him since I was 18 years old. I have a quote from him, from one of his books that's been on my wall for the last last decade. So it's really cool because I share all the stories of how these interviews came to be. Um, And then I also share the stats so that people could see, okay, how many were cold outreaches? How many were introductions? How many followers did it it matter? I, I break it all down because what I want everyone to realize is that people are people. And if you know the right strategies and if you come from a place of authenticity and realness and you create something of value to add, you can get in touch with anybody in the world. Mm. Obviously, some people are harder than others. Yes. But when you put in the work and you build relationships, great things are going to happen. Like it, it, it's just that simple. And so um, you know, there's I can go into so much more tactical stuff, but you're gonna to get to see exactly how all these interview came so when you get the book, um, as well as all the stats
0: behind how we were able to make these happen. And it's so awesome that you actually share this journey because a lot of times people just see the end result that they don't see the behind the scenes thing. And this is actually, this brings me to my next question because Unnatural Your Focus podcast is about diving in behind the scenes to understand what makes successful people successful. So like yeah. I, like you, Jake, I am obsessed with it. I speak to entrepreneurs that are successful on a weekly basis on and off my podcast. And I've interviewed over 70 people now on my podcast. So I'm really obsessed with this, right? So. If you look at your life so far and what you've achieved, what do you think has been the greatest or the, the thing that made you so far successful?
1: Oh, that is the easiest answer I could, I could ever answer. It's my network. The, the ability to have a strong network is yes. directly correlated to your ability to have success and happiness based on your definition. Okay. And I think that the entire reason I've been able to achieve what I've achieved at this point in my life, Mm -hmm. and obviously I want to achieve so much more, but the reason I've been able to do what I've done is because I've learned from people better than me. Mm -hmm. I've asked good questions and I've listened to what people actually have to say. Once you take that and you combine that with action, that's where success comes in. And so we've been able to build a formula around this, which I call the ACE method. And the ACE method is a combination of these principles, which is aligned action, Mm -hmm. where you're always taking positive and intentional action. Mm -hmm. The C is for connection, your network, your ability to connect, your ability to know who to connect with, when to connect with them, how to effectively do it. Mm -hmm. And then the E is enjoy the journey. When you take aligned action, you connect with the right people and you enjoy yourself in the process, boom. Boom you're going to be able to see some great, great, great success. But I think if there was one thing, the answer that I would say is hands down, without a doubt, the network that I have built has been the reason for my enjoyment, has been the reason for my growth, has been the enjoyment for my success, um, and so much more. So so I really attribute a lot of my success to um, my network.
0: And I love that. And it seems like like networking with people and building a relationship has been the topic of the month because I've spoken to literally like 10 plus people about this just in the last week. And it's amazing. Like, and, and very successful people. I remember I interviewed Blake Newbar. I don't know if you know him, yeah. uh, probably about two years ago on my podcast. It was one of the very first successful people I've interviewed. And the advice that he gave me that stuck with me ever since is build relationships. That's it. That's how you build your business, build relationships. And I have been doing it ever since. And guys, it really, it's amazing. If you build relationships, the things that you get out of that, and it's not for yourself, but it's for other people connecting people. And like you say, you get referred and it's it's just building your network. Isn't it that thing? Your network is your net worth. Um, there's a saying. Yep yeah
1: yeah yep. yeah they they always say that you know I think yeah. what's what's interesting is you know, I think you could ask any entrepreneur in the world, is networking important? And everyone will say, yes, build relationships it's It's the most valuable currency you have, your network is your net worth. But here's the challenge. Most people are aware that mm-hmm. this is something we should do, but very few people know how to effectively build it in a way that actually produces re- results yeah. and and I think that, um There are certain reasons for this. And and the biggest reason is that people say it's important, but the reason we don't build network is because we're afraid of being rejected. And we're afraid that if we try to reach out Mm -hmm. to someone that we consider super successful and they don't respond, then we aren't really that good. Or if we try to reach out to someone who's even like equal with us in our business stage and they don't respond to us, then maybe we start to feel, oh, well, we're not as good. And the truth of the matter is we are, Not in the business of selling products or or creating offers. We're in the business of people. You can't get married without a person. You can't sell a you can't have a business without a customer. You need people to be able to achieve success. Mm -hmm. Yet we don't make that our priority. We make the priority in business trying to get the offer done, getting the lead magnet done, getting the website designed, posting five times on social media a week because the gurus say you got to post every single day. Whatever. What we need to do though is. What's going to get us customers? What's going to get us relationships? What's going to get us partnerships? It's building relationships. It's connecting with people. It's finding commonalities. It's getting introductions. It's doing something that not everyone else is willing to do so that you can get access to people that not everybody can get access to. That's one of the big reasons I wrote this book was if I tried to just message Pat Flynn or Lori Harder, I just try to message them. And I said, hey, can I, can I talk to you? They're going to say no. They're going to say, pay me money, <laughs> right? But if I write a book and I can feature someone in this book and I can promote them and I could get in front of thousands and thousands of people, well, now what I've just done is I've jumped to the top of the, you know what? Let's look at this a little more closely. So when you're building relationships, we all have something of value to give. We just have to find out what that is based on what we're looking to do with our relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. That is really, really awesome. And yeah, and it's, it's so funny because people would just reach out and expect this great relationship, but there's techniques, to this frameworks, right? Hashtag goals. I always ask this question. I have to. Jake, how do you set goals? What's your framework?
1: Oh, my framework for goals. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. As, as a very, like I said, I'm a very goal oriented person. Yeah. However, I've really learned to release some of the expectation of the outcome of the goals. Um, so I will set my goals. Mm-hmm. I will have goals, um, but I will always make sure now I try to is release the expectation and let them happen while still taking aligned and intentional action. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, so my framework with goals is I, is I, I tend to, um, you know, set all different types of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the idea here is that, you know, people use the smart method, people make smart goals, whatever it is. I always want something specific. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just like smart. Like I want it to be measurable, mm-hmm. but I always make sure that the goal is in alignment with me and mm-hmm. it's not for my ego. Yeah. The goal that I try to set and the ones that I actually achieve the most mm-hmm. are when it comes from a place of alignment, not from a place of vanity, a place of, Oh, look how good I just did. And I always make sure that I push myself, mm-hmm. but they're not so out there mm-hmm. that it becomes unreachable. which makes me say, oh, it's not reachable. So therefore it's not, I'm not gonna go after it, right? So I have all different types of goals, but I have some that are smaller, some that are like right in the middle of like, I may or may not hit them. And then I have a few that are like, if I hit these goals before the timeframe, that would be unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Because you always gotta go big, but at the same time, you always gotta make sure that you can take the right actions to get there. And you may not know how you're going to achieve all your goals, but that's not necessarily up to you. You need to be the one doing the work and let the how and the rest of it kind of figure itself out based on the people you connect with, the universe, and all these other, all these other things that come into play. So I hope that gives a little insight into in kind of my framework um, and kind of how I've released some of that expectation um, as I try to be more present while also still being very grounded in the data, the metrics, and the achievement.
0: I like that. I really like the way that you do that. It's almost like you're not putting, you're putting like pressure on yourself, but not stress on yourself to achieve it. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yes. I like that. Jack, another big question for you. So routines are big when it comes to entrepreneurship, you know, exercise, meditation, journaling, whatever like you do on a daily basis. So what do you do on a daily basis to keep you motivated and active and basically in momentum?
1: I do so many different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But typically on a day-to-day basis is the first thing I do when I wake up is Mm -hmm. I meditate for three minutes. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing I do. It's, it kind of wakes me up. It kind of also is a good time for me because I'm not fully awake. So I can really process and kind of let my mind wander. Um, And then I go straight into deep work. So I actually do an hour to two hours of, of deep work every single morning from there. I will go into stretching, I will do exercise, I will eat, I will shower, and then I will go into my mantra and the rest of the workday. Mm-hmm. But I always do deep work first, and I think that that's been one of my favorite changes of my routine. That being said, I think that something that I struggled with for the longest time was I try to do the, everything in my routine, because everyone's like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this, right? You need to meditate for seven minutes. You need to do yoga for eight. You need to read three pages of a book. You need to drink 18 ounces of water, whatever, right? It's a lot. And And I tried to do all of those things, but that made me hate the routine. And then when you hate the routine, I wasn't doing the routine. So what I've really trained myself is I find the routine that works for me Mm -hmm. and I'm I've given myself permission to edit the routine as I learn new things or as I want to try new things, which is interesting because the definition of a routine is the same thing. But I find that having permission to expand and experiment with your routine while keeping your framework gives you freedom, gives you choice, gives you the opportunity to find something even better. Okay. Besides that, I also have other routines as well. So one of the things that I do that I don't see a lot of people doing is I call it the wind down routine. Okay. And so one of the things that I used to struggle with as well was switching off my brain, switching from work to pleasure or switching from like, okay, the work day's done. I got dinner with some friends. Or I got a date or whatever it is. I, but then I, I would just be thinking about all the business stuff because that's entrepreneurs. We always this, like we'd love this. Like We love this. <laughs> and so what I did is I, I put together what I call the wind down routine. And this helps me really switch it and change gears, my trigger to switch. And what I do is I review the day. Mm -hmm. I write down, I handwrite my schedule for the next day. Mm -hmm. I review my three to five priorities. Mm -hmm. I set my next three to five priorities. And then I express a little bit of gratitude. And that allows me to say, what a great day. We gave it our best. This went well. This didn't go well. We know what we got to do tomorrow. Let's get Mm -hmm. on there. But for tonight... Let's go be, let's go live, let's go experience life. And that has been a huge thing for me to be able to become uh, even more present um, with the people that I want to be spending my time with. Cause like I said, Mm -hmm. I know what's on the calendar and I choose what's on there. So, so I really want to make sure that whatever's on the calendar I can be present for, and I can have the right energy and doing that allows me to have great energy, a lot of excitement. And I feel good about that transition.
0: That is a really awesome routine. And I love that at the end of the day that you do your gratitude, because that's important, right? To be grateful for the things that other people don't have and just for your own things. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Gr- hmm. Gratitude is unbelievable. I yeah. think, you know, I think gratitude is one of those things that is game changing, because okay. I think that for, for me and, and a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with, everyone's so focused on achieving the result. Right. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit. Gratitude is the one thing that I find that allows you to be 100 percent present because it allows you to be grateful for the journey. It allows you to be grateful for what mm-hmm. you do have, not just what you desire. It allows you to to be like, my life is pretty darn good, even though all these other things are going on that are out of my control. And, um, you know, there are so many types of gratitude. Um, but the three that I really recommend is doing gratitude in, in journaling form. Mm-hmm. I recommend doing gratitude in a cold shower or on a walk. Mm -hmm. And then I recommend what's called pillow gratitude. Anytime your head touches a pillow, you express three things you're grateful for. And I Mm. because you're doing it before bed and then it's allowing your mind to process greatness. Mm. Um, And on top of that though, the really cool thing about gratitude that I have found to be just super incredible is it brings so much joy to what you do have and to the journey that it allows you to celebrate the wins more. It allows you to appreciate yourself more. It allows you to fill up your own cup and it allows you to, to take a break from expectation and pressure and stress because you can look inward and be like, I'm doing the thing. I'm grateful for it. And, it, and it's just such a beautiful thing. So some big, big gratitude guy.
0: Yeah. I love that. And we, you know, as a family, we do it. I know you're not a family man and such, but um, we have every single night, I've got two kids, a four and a seven year old, and every single night they have to say three things that they're thankful for. And it's just, it's part of it. We've been doing it for at least almost, I'm to say two years now. And I've got a four year old, and he's grateful for trees and the moon. And it's amazing what comes out of little bodies. And you're thinking, yeah, that's actually things as adults we grow up and we forget about like being grateful for just the little things like trees and the moon, which actually, let's be real, is making a big impact in this world you know without it we screwed so <laughs> absolutely yeah so it's it's interesting jack as i mentioned before this podcast is going behind the scenes to understand what makes successful people successful now, some of the people that do listen to this podcast are people that either they have started a business and they stuck or they had failures and they're just like struggling to get going again, or they're just sitting on that fence and they're just not sure if they want to get going. What advice would you have for somebody that is sitting on the fence and or if they stuck, what can they do to get out of that? I can say rut.
1: Okay. So so I think there's so many things that we can do. You know, but ultimately the thing we have to do is we have to ask ourselves, what is it that we actually want for success? Hmm. Because so often we're stuck because we don't know where we're going or we're not achieving success because we're going in the wrong direction. And so what I would say is you have to first identify what does success actually mean to you and be Hmm. honest with yourself. You know, and this may be a very difficult and real conversation because you might not be at the lifestyle that you want to be at, Hmm. but guess what? by having this conversation, you're gonna already be on the right path. So that would be the first thing that I would say is get clear on what does success look like to Mm -hmm. me, not to society, not to Jake, not to Joy, not to the other listeners. What does it look like to me? And then once you identify that, it's what's the one thing I can do today that will get me closer to that result. Success for somebody who's listening to this might be getting to 10K in a month. Mm Success for somebody here might be making your first $3,000 so you can go on a vacation around the world. Success is going to be different. Success might be building enough recurring revenue so that you can have an extra hour with your kids before bed. Whatever it is, you've got to identify that. Because once you're clear on that and you have the direction, you can figure out what the action is. And my dad always says, when we're stuck, the only shortcut is to start now. And it's crazy because we all want the end result, but mm-hmm. we're always waiting until we're ready, until there's the perfect time. Mm-hmm. That time is right now. It's you listening to this podcast, putting it down and saying, let's freaking go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I think it's really important that we focus on these things. Let's get clarity and let's get direction. Mm-hmm. And then let's put our first step forward. Let's take one step in that right direction. And on top of all that, in the book, I ask all the experts, what is the one action you recommend doing to become the best you can be? Mm -hmm. I ask them, how can you move forward and take action even when you face the internal doubts and external adversity? So sure, while we can give great answers, there's 39 people that have given their answer for you that have achieved all the success that you guys aim to look for. And I reread this over and over again because it's so valuable to learn and to to figure out what works for you.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I would say on that. And I think guys, just to add to what Jake is saying, if you are feeling stuck or you know any of those things, just start by getting his book. <laughs> seriously (laughs) because i think that's a great way to start go and model what other people do or get advice even if you don't have in your immediate circle even if you don't have successful people go online and start by his book i mean that's a great i'm definitely buying that book i'm not missing out so thank you so much jack this has been fantastic thank you so much we will drop all your links below we'll make sure that you know it's it's clickable and people can reach out to you and yeah, definitely, guys, again, go and get Jake's book. Highly, strongly recommend that you do. So, uh, Jack, before we finish this podcast, is there anything else that you want to add to the audience? I would just
1: say, you know, no matter where you're at in your journey, you know, you're, 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 keep going. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, there are things that are out of our control. We can't always control what happens to us. We always get to choose how we respond to these situations. And so I would just say for anybody that's listening to this, you know, if they're listening to you, they're, they're doing something right because you're asking great questions, you're interviewing some amazing people. And I would just say, you gotta keep going, you gotta keep fighting, and you gotta keep connecting with great people. Yes. Just try one connection a day, that's all it takes. One connection a day, that's gonna build, it's gonna snowball, one action a day. Our results are compounded just like money in the stocks, just like money mm-hmm. in, in when you invest. Our actions, our connections, everything compounds. And so I just wanna you know, tell everyone to keep on going, No matter if it's been a rough year, no matter if it's been your best year ever, let's keep going. Let's change the
0: world. Let's do our thing and let's elevate. I love it. That's fantastic advice. Jake, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for being a guest on the podcast. This has been fun. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I had a great time.
0: (laughs) Cheers.